0: hello everybody welcome back to oddities a podcast of the strangest by the curious that's it there we are i'm cassie i'm anna and we are your hostesses with the mostesses
1: we're feeling the mostesses tonight
0: we are (laughs) (laughs) yep and uh how are we it's it's what is today monday today is it's been a fucking monday it's monday
1: that's it yep uh uh, i will say that i saw a movie that was very good oh i went home for the went to my parents house for the weekend and my dad was like you gotta see this movie it's sicario it's the second one day of the soldado it's it sounds cool it's so
0: good that's good i was
1: like we didn't even get to finish it because i had to drive home and then i paused it and had to finish it at my house because i was like i i just i have to finish you needed movie. to know i have to know what happens
0: yeah it was very good cory and i let's see on huh halloween night we watched something you watched now the now descent can... oh thank you we watched the descent that was good it was different than what i expected it to be but like mm-hmm. in in the best way and then uh on oh my Okay, then on, uh, on Saturday, I'm not. I'm gonna leave it. On Saturday, was it Saturday? Yeah, because we went trick or treating with uh, Corey's nieces and his brother and sister in law, and his mom came along too. And after that, when we got back, the two of us watched. Is on Netflix. I'm not sure if it was like a Netflix original. I think so. No, because it actually sucked. And Netflix originals are usually pretty good. This was oh, like sorry. the the house, the house that the witch lives in something like that it was on like trending it, it like was really prime for like shitting on it you know it was one of those yeah movies.
1: i feel like i yeah. just watched one of those it was like we've always lived in the house or like the house where the there's one about a house not the haunting of hill house because that show is amazing
0: oh that's so good i can't wait for the next season of it i know um, i'm very excited yeah and uh we crushed our costumes very thrilled with how they turned out
1: you want to tell the people what
0: you were uh, if you guys recall, a couple weeks back, I said that we were going to be Shaggy and Velma from Scooby Doo, and we were in fact Shaggy and Velma from Scooby Doo. If are interested, they nailed it. Yep, it's on. Well, it's on my Instagram. <laughs> I guess I could put it on the Oddities one, but nobody cares enough about that. So, or the Oddities, yeah.
1: the Oddities Twitter could retweet it because it's a good one.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it is up on my Twitter too. So I was very proud. So that was a lot of fun. Um. Let's see. Mercury's in retrograde again, and this has been a doozy so far. What? Okay,
1: so tell me what this means.
0: So, when something, when a planet's retrograde, what it means is there's this optical illusion that if you were to look at it, it looks like it's traveling backwards, and supposedly when this is the case, all the shit hits the fan, especially with Mercury. Like, technological issues, communication issues, and things just generally kind of get fucked up and go wrong. And let me tell you what has happened since retrograde has hit this time. Okay. Since, since retrograde has hit this time. When did it hit? I got, uh, like Halloween. Oh, very spooky. So, uh, got into, you know, like massive fights with people I care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... take that box. ...lost... Yep Lost my job Take that box And Donut body slammed into my leg And I re-sprained the ankle that I hurt
1: Get the fuck out When did you do that? I
0: won't yesterday
1: Jesus Christ
0: So I want people Who think that it's not a thing to just not say that to me right now, because you have to admit, there's an awful lot going wrong at the moment. <laughs> and,
1: like, all within this
0: time frame. All within this time frame. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. Donut. Wait, what was Donut doing? By the way, if you don't know, Donut is Cassie's corgi. Donut's my corgi, and she's, you know, like, a god on Earth. But the thing is, is... <clears throat> Corey kicked the soccer ball which great we do that all the time because that she needs to get her exercise she's getting a little pudgy we don't need to talk about stumpy it stumpy legs <laughs> those stumpy legs they can really move but anyway she loves the soccer ball and Cory kicked it which great excellent but Donut wasn't looking where she was going and she literally just ran full speed into my leg and then my ankle just like buckled for a little bit of history, that ankle is a very bad ankle for me. I hurt it very badly back in high school a couple times. Uh, I and remember And now ever that. since then, it's, it's just, it's like, I can't count on that ankle. It's... One of my biggest fears, and I've had this dream several times, is that while I'm walking down the aisle, the ankle gives out and I just fall over. Oh my god. I know. It's like this fear that I have and it keeps manifesting in dreams and like I've, I've Spoken to my dad about this. I don't know if he remembers this, but we did have a conversation. And I was like, I need you to hold me tightly <laughs> <while> <laughs> we are walking down the aisle because I can't have this happen. You're like, please, I can't have this manifest. So, but I mean, you know, things could be worse. They could always be worse. So. Right, and life goes on. It does, but I would like it if life were to go on like for the rest of retrograde without anything else happening. <laughs> right,
1: I'm a big but I'm a big three thing. I'm a big three. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what you know what I'm saying. Like things happen in three. Like they happen in three. So I feel like you're done. Yeah.
0: I sure hope so. Uh, I have to go to the dentist tomorrow, and then I'm taking my car in on Wednesday. So I'm hoping that both things, like you know, go off without a hitch. Cause right. Mama needs a win. <laughs> <laughs> Needs a fucking W. Yeah. Oh, speaking of winning, I'm winning so hard right now because I totally and completely forgot to give out our social media information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here comes. Everybody brace yourselves. We're on Instagram, Oddities Insta. We're on Twitter, Oddities Tweets. We're on Facebook, Oddities Podcast. And we have an email. Shout out. We received an email for a topic, so we're going to look into it. Uh, But anyway, our email is oddities.talk at gmail.com and we are also on Patreon if you would like to donate to our podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N and you can find us listed under Oddities Podcast. You want to spell oddities for them? Yeah man,
1: oddities. O-D-D-I-T-I-E-S That's it. And uh, so we're here today in real chipper spirits. (laughs) Here we are. Mercury's. in my You can hear my smile.
0: Yeah, Mercury is a dick. Mercury, I'm convinced the planet just like f- flies around with like middle fingers up all the time. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, f- for sure.
1: Uh, so anyway. do you want to go first or should I?
0: Either way, dude. Uh, so we have some interesting topics for you folks today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about yours. And actually, I don't think you know anything about mine. No.
1: I think this is the first so, time where we literally don't know anything about one another's, which is exciting.
0: This is so great. Well, uh, let's see. You went first last time. Should I go first today? Hit me with it. Cool. So today, kids, I'll be talking <laughs> to you about the Voynich Manuscript. Uh, the Voynich Manuscript is an illustrated codex uh, that was hand that's handwritten in an unknown writing system that nobody can decipher.
1: Okay. I already they got to know- pause
0: you. All right. it,
1: a codex, like the Da Vinci Code kind of shit. It, was it? Was that yeah, the codex? Like a, the thing that moved the little circular c- cylinder oh, thing that opened not like at that? The end?
0: It's like a book. It's like oh. a book. Oh well, w- yeah, way off. That's all right. No problem. Not not what Anna was thinking. <laughs> no. For everybody listening, <laughs> it's a book. So it um it's written in an unknown writing system. Nobody can decipher the language. Nobody recognizes the language. Nobody knows who wrote it. They don't know basically anything. Nobody knows anything. So it's Perfect. been carbon. It's been carbon dated back to the early 15th century. They put it between 1404 and 1438. Um, they think it might have been composed in Italy during the Italian Renaissance. Big fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? Uh, what? What's the book called? The Voynich manuscript. So they were like, ah, oh, the Voynich manuscript. <laughs> Oh, it's named after Wilfred Voynich, who is a Polish book dealer who purchased it in 1912. That's, like, one of the last solid leads they have in terms of who owned it. Oh, okay. Right. So, so a lot of the pages are missing at this point. There's about 240 that remain. Um, the text is written left to right. Most of the pages have very strange illustrations and diagrams on them. Some pages, like, fold out into extra pages. It's, it's like, what? very strange. Yeah, and it's been studied by professional and amateur cryptographers like including American and British code breakers uh, from both World War One and World War Two. Nobody has yet demonstrably deciphered it, um, and it's become famous in terms of the history of cryptography. Uh, the mystery of the meaning and origin of the manuscript has excited people's imaginations and a lot of people have written about it in novels and a lot of people speculate about it. Um, but none of the many proposed hypotheses over the last hundred years has been independently verified by anybody. And now currently uh, it resigns resigns. It resigned. It's gone just like me. It's it's resigned.
1: (laughs) It's like that's it I'm not being a book of mystery anymore I'm resigning from this life.
0: (laughs) I'm done. So as of 1969 um, it has resided in Yale University's Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library Hmm. So it's living at Yale currently Chilling Um, So like I have a little bit of a description In terms of what it looks like Nobody really gives that much of a shit But basically it's 23.5 by 16.2 By 5 centimeters (laughs) Jesus Christ The pages are vellum And it's collected into 18 choirs I didn't know what a choir is The pages are what? Vellum What the hell is that? Uh, I believe calf skin. that's disgusting <laughs> it is 18 choirs uh, so it's arranged in 18 choirs choirs apparently are like almost they're sort of like sections or mm-hmm. like kind of like chapters yeah the choirs have been numbered from 1 to 20 in various locations and they're using numerals consistent with the 1400s in the top right hand corner um yeah so that's that <laughs> So,
1: and nobody can figure out, is it is it written in a specific language? Like, is it written in Polish?
0: It is not written in any recognized language. I'll get to it. Um, every page in the manuscript contains text, mostly in an unidentified language, but some have extraneous writing in Latin script along the edges, likely from previous owners who have written in it. There's no obvious punctuation. Um, most of the characters are composed of one or two simple pen strokes. If you look it up, and this is going to sound really stupid, but it almost looks like the writing from Lord of the Rings to me.
1: Ooh, uh, I'm just going to Google it real quick.
0: Yeah, just look it up. You'll see what I mean. Like, it's got kind of that like swirly, but yet kind of pointed vibe to it. You'll see. Elvish. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it looks like Elvish. So most of the text is written in a single column in the body of the page with like a ragged right hand margin. So it's written like we would write left to right and that type of thing Mm -hmm. um so oh i uh, see what you're saying sorry i see what i I mean i just
1: looked it up it does what the fuck am i looking at
0: doesn't it look like that and it yeah
1: it it does like i see what you mean about like the way it elvish is written like the the way that it looks like a g the way the g hangs and shit Mm -hmm. like it does look like but then it looks like he just put paragraph symbols in the middle of a word I know. It looks crazy.
0: So various, uh, no problem. Various (laughs) transcription, Jesus Christ. Various transcription alphabets have been created to equate the Voynich characters with Latin characters to help with cryptanalysis. The first major one was created by the first study group, led by cryptographer William F. Friedman in the 1940s, where each line of the manuscript was transcribed to an IBM punch card to make it machine-readable. That's a throwback. That is, holy shit. A holy punch card. Um, <laughs> the text consists of over 170,000 characters, Um, with spaces dividing the text into about 35,000 groups of varying length, usually referred to as words or word tokens. 8,114 of those words are considered unique word types. Um, The structure seems to follow phonological and orthographic laws of some kind. Uh, Like, for example, certain characters must appear in each word, kind of like our vowels. Mm -hmm. But some characters will never follow others. Some might be doubled or tripled, but others may not. Uh, the distribution of letters within words is kind of strange in that some characters only occur at the beginning of a word, some only at the end, but some are always in the middle. <laughs> so it's really weird. Ah, so
1: they have no idea what they're looking at.
0: Basically. And there's like a lot of people who have done different testing. I mean, they've done statistical properties in terms of the distribution of letters and their correlations, uh, which can be vaguely characterized as rhythmic resonance, alliteration, or assonance. And they found that in that respect, they they named this language Voynichese, after the guy Voynich. Nice. Um, They find that in that aspect, it's much more similar to Chinese rather than European languages, although the numerical differences between Voynichese and Chinese um, look larger than those between Chinese and European languages. So it's like us in that it goes left to right, Mm -hmm. but... In terms of this stuff, it's more like Chinese. Um, Basically, no words have fewer than two letters or more than ten. Some only occur in certain sections. Um, There are very, very odd illustrations throughout this book. I don't know if any of those photos have come up for you when you Mm -hmm. looked at it. The illustrations are conventionally used to divide most of the manuscript into basically six different sections, since the text can't be read. Each section is typified by illustrations with different styles and supposed subject matter, except for the last section, in which the only drawings are small stars in the margins of the pages. It's basically separated like this. There's an herbal, astronomical, biological, cosmological, pharmaceutical, and something they call recipes. Um, (laughs) Everything sounded so
1: scientific, and then it was like, and and then then recipes.
0: recipes. (laughs) The, The images are very strange to look at, especially the biological one. Uh, that was the one I found to be very strange. The overall impression given by what's remaining of it is that it seems to be some kind of like a pharmacopoeia, or addresses topics in medieval or early modern medicine. Um, but the puzzling details of illustrations have kind of fueled a lot of theories about the origin and the contents. So, of course, like we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into it, of course. But basically, <laughs> they think the herbal section is just like attempts at identifying plants but nobody's been able to identify the plants in the sections Um, the basins and tubes in the biological section are sometimes interpreted as implying a connection to alchemy but they don't bear any obvious resemblance to alchemical equipment of the time period that it's theorized to be written in based on the carbon dating astrological considerations usually played a prominent role in herb gathering bloodletting and other medical procedures so it makes sense that there might be like an astrological portion right. to it. Well, um
1: so like one yeah. page I'm looking at looks like a tree and then there's another page that looks like people are going through like a green shoot.
0: Yeah, I'm exactly. Like what the fuck is happening here? It's really bizarre drawings. Um like I said a lot of the early history of the book is totally unknown. They say that the text and illustrations are characteristically European in terms of the paints that were used in the materials. Um, the first confirmed owner, Orner. God Jesus, owner, is a guy named Georg Baresh. Oh, big fan obscure... of his name. Me too. He was an obscure alchemist from Prague, but he was apparently just as puzzled by uh, <laughs> the whole thing because he he called it a sphinx, and he said it had been <laughs> quote taking up space uselessly in his library for <laughs> few years. Well, wow, that guy's in mood. Same. Um, He learned that Jesuit scholar Oh god Athanasius Kircher Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. From the Collegio Romano Had um, published a Coptic Egyptian Dictionary that claimed to have deciphered The Egyptian hieroglyphs So he tried to send a copy to this Twice to this dude um, But The guy, nobody knows if the guy ever Answered his request (laughs) The guy was like "Eh." like, Please just get this Take this book off my hands, please. He's like, I don't want this fucking thing. Upon, um, you know, Georg's death, the manuscript was passed to his friend Jan. um, Jan's like, damn it. Yeah, he was like, fuck. A few years later, Jan sent the book to the guy that the other guy was trying to give it to. (laughs) They're just fucking giving this thing away. It's like hot potato. I know, I know. Um, a letter that was written on, um, in 1665 or 66 was found inside the cover and accompanied the manuscript when um, Jan sent it to that Kircher guy. Mm-hmm. it claims that the book once belonged to Emperor Rudolf II, who paid 600 gold ducats for it. Um, oh, the The letter was written in Latin, uh, which has been translated to English, and then the book was supposedly given or lent to Jacobus Horkiki de Tepenesks. What the <laughs> fuck? He was the head of Rudolf's Botanical Gardens in Prague. <laughs> oh. So anyway, there's no records of the book after the 200 years after that. Um, but in all likelihood, it was stored with the rest of this guy's correspondence in the library of the Colegio Romano, which is now the Pontifical Gregorian University. Uh, and then there's like a whole bunch of shit about war and how it was probably taken and moved around. And basically it ended up with this Voynich guy. And then he spent the next seven years trying to interest scholars in deciphering it while he worked <laughs> to determine the origins of it. He's like, please, someone um, else
1: care about this too.
0: There's a lot of theories in terms of who wrote it, but frankly, I don't know any of these guys. And I don't think anybody listening probably knows any of these guys. <laughs> um, but they, the assumption is that there's this guy named Roger Bacon.
1: Oh, these was a names. a France-
0: I know he was a Franciscan friar and polymath. Of course, he um, was. Which is actually probably pronounced polymath. Now that I said a polymath, <laughs> am I right? I don't know. It's polymath. I but don't I know. like that it's polymath. I like that. Irrelevant, you know. But anyway, um, <clears throat> Voynich believes that he, he did. He tried very hard to confirm that this Roger Bacon wrote it. Um, the assumption that Bacon was the author led Voynich to conclude that the manuscript was sold to that Rudolph the Second guy and then it kind of made its way to this Roger Bacon and I have a whole long spiel about how that happened but again, nobody really cares let's get back to the interesting shit well,
1: what what the fuck does a friar do?
0: they write things a friar? well, for a long time in the church, like, friars and shit would be the ones along with, like, priests and everybody else that would, you know, they all have all those paintings of the dudes like, crouched over, writing all the manuscripts Oh, those, are those guys Yeah oh, okay. so, so they're like
1: bookkeepers for the world
0: Yeah, kind of, in the early days Um, so that's like the the whole thing that Voynich was going off of If Bacon did not create the manuscript a supposed connection to this other guy D, who, um was the one who supposedly sold it to that Rudolph dude um, is weakened, but I'm, my money's on bacon, for what it's worth. But there's a whole theory that actually the whole thing, some people suspect that Voynich just fabricated the entire thing.
1: Why? Why would he do so, that? So
0: Some suspect that he did this because he was an antique book dealer and he probably had the necessary <sighs> knowledge and means and um, he thought that this, so apparently this Roger Bacon dude was like a big deal, and the, the thought is that a lost book by Roger Bacon would have been worth a fortune. Oh, I see. Um, and furthermore, this that letter that's found in it, that's written in Latin, only establishes the existence of a manuscript, not that the Voynich, not that the Voynich manuscript is the same one mentioned. So they say that these letters could have been like the motivation for Voynich to fabricate the whole thing. Hmm. Um, but many consider the expert internal dating of the manuscript and the June 1999 discovery of this letter to that, uh, between Barish and Kircher to have eliminated the possibility that Voynich did it. I don't think he did it. For what it's worth. You think it's, you think it's Bacon? I think it could have been this Bacon dude. Yeah. Kevin um, Bacon
1: after he freed the town of Footloose.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, in terms of trying to crack it and like the language, a lot of hypothetical.
1: We're struggling. We're struggling tonight.
0: Hypotheses have been developed. There have been ciphers. uh, According to to the letter-based cipher theory, the Voynich manuscript contains meaningful text in some European language that was intentionally rendered obscure by mapping it to the Voynich manuscript quote-unquote alphabet through a cipher of some kind, like an algorithm that operated on individual letters. Um, This was the working hypothesis for most 20th century deciphering attempts, including an informal team of NSA cryptographers led by that Friedman guy in the 40s and 50s. Mm. Um, The main argument is that it's difficult to explain a European author using a strange alphabet um, except as an attempt to hide information. The counter argument is that almost all cipher systems consistent with that era fail to match what is seen within the manuscript. Some say it's just a shorthand system. Um, some say that it was a manuscript, uh, as in like a scientific diary that was written in shorthand, um, and that it's Latin, but it's in a system of abbreviated forms that are not considered acceptable by other scholars. Um, some and, say that it's and that a, could be why
1: they can't decode it because it's his shorthand.
0: Right, and it just doesn't make sense to anybody else. Right. Um, some say it's steganography. Uh, this theory holds that the text of the Voynich manuscript is mostly meaningless, but contains meaningful information hidden in inconspicuous details. For example, the second letter of every word or the number of letters in each line. Can you and imagine? And that technique is called steganography. That's so much trouble to go through. If
1: that fucking guy who wrote this had that much time on his hands. Weren't they living until, like,
0: 35? Like, he
1: didn't have this much time.
0: That guy came out of the womb writing this fucking thing, if that's the case. (laughs) Like, seriously.
1: (laughs) He was like, I've got it. It'll be the third letter of every word. And it'll look like (laughs) gibberish. And you're like, this baby's insane.
0: Pretty much. And then another argument is that it is, in fact, a natural language, um, because it reveals patterns similar to other natural languages. For instance, the word entropy... Um, is similar to that of English or Latin texts. In 2013, some dude named Diego Amancio argued that the Voynich manuscript is mostly compatible with natural languages and incompatible with random texts. Um, Linguist Jacques Guy once suggested that... I know. That's a good um, one, too. It is. There's so many good names in this. Suggested that the manuscript text could be some little-known natural language written in the plain with an inverted alphabet, and that the word structure is actually similar to a lot of language families of East and Central Asia, like Chinese, Tibetan, Burmese, uh, Vietnamese, and Thai. They say that this theory has historical plausibility because those languages did have their native scripts, but they were notoriously difficult for Western visitors. So the idea is that, like, it might have been a Western visitor who tried to write down the language. Right. But fucked it up. Hmm. Which, like, that's possible. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, like, some say it's just entirely a hoax. You know? um, I read stuff about how, like, it could be an alien text.
1: Aliens.
0: I mean, do I really need to say
1: your fave
0: anything more? Um, but honestly, there have been like countless attempts at trying to decipher this. There have been countless claims that they have deciphered it, but all of them are shot down by this <laughs> the same woman who keeps <laughs> popping up in all of this. And her name is Lisa Fagan Davis, who is the director of Medieval of the medieval academy of america and basically she just shits on all these claims that these guys have <laughs> deciphered it and it's really cool like if you guys want to read about it you can cuz i mean literally i have like 20 different claims here that these people have you know i'm broken it i'm wondering if it like if they ever do get it translated if
1: it's just going to be like yeah and you leech people when they're sick and we're like oh we already knew they did this you know what i mean like how do we even know, know if that's- it's useful anymore it's definitely
0: not, but... It's, I would say, most certainly not. The only thing that it would be useful in is, like, maybe backing their historical details at this point.
1: Maybe, yeah. Like,
0: this one guy claims to um, use... He said that the markings were supposed to be based on ancient Greek shorthand. Um, and then he... This guy's name is Newbold. And he claimed to have used his knowledge to work out the entire paragraphs proving that the authorship belonged to Bacon. <laughs> and was recording his use of a compound microscope 400 years before van Leeuwenhoek. Oh, shit. So, was the guy? Yeah, right. So, like, the circular drawing in the astronomical section depicts an irregularly shaped object with four curved arms, which Newbold interpreted as a picture of a galaxy, which could only be obtained with, an, with a telescope. Um, and similarly, he interpreted other drawings as cells seen through a microscope. However... His claims have been dismissed as overly speculative, hmm. and but, I bet you'll never guess by
1: who—that <laughs> fun lady, Lisa. Lisa,
0: yeah,
1: that that gem. But I will say, like, if it would be so interesting, if the writer of this book was like a Galileo or like an Einstein of his day, and he's just like, ro- see, when I Da Vinci wrote backwards and shit, you know, like maybe he That's was just weird. The
0: thing. That's just the thing. So if this was, in fact, written during the Italian Renaissance period, right, like they speculate, I kept sitting here, because I've, I've heard of the Voynich Manuscript, and I knew what it essentially was, but I didn't know all of this shit, but basically, I kept thinking about Da Vinci's Diaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, he you've got so many things in there that, you know, like, yeah, Da Vinci wrote in a, I guess, cipher, if you want to call it that, and right. like, he had all these strange drawings and like I mean the Italian Renaissance was really a time of some very beautiful thinking I mean there was Mm -hmm. some really creative thinking that went on during that period yeah um not just artistically but also scientifically right and so I don't think that it's so hard to believe that some dude during this time could have just been like writing down his musings in a book the thing that's so interesting to people is that you can't break the writing and that people today in 2019 cannot break something that was written, you know, in, like, 1404 or whatever. Right, which is why I kind of
1: buy that it was a guy, a European, fucking up a different language.
0: Me too. I think that that one, I mean, obviously my all-time favorite is an alien text. Right, Uh, obviously. Which I don't even need to explain to our listeners, because everybody knows how I feel about aliens. Aliens. And we haven't even gotten to an alien episode yet, but I wrote it down on our to-do list, so...
1: Listen, I have a lot is of Is it thoughts. safe to
0: say it's coming? Oh, it's coming, it's coming for sure. It's coming. So basically my big thing is, A, I think this Bacon dude wrote it. Or if he didn't, B, it's somebody who did some traveling, fucked mm-hmm. up the language, and then tried to use drawings to further illustrate the point.
1: Right. Or even like to make him remember
0: what he was doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, because he was probably like, "Oh yeah, like, you know, I'll write this down in this language and then I kind of know enough to where I'll be able to decipher it and right. it makes sense to me and I'm sure I'm getting this close enough." And then everybody else is like, "You fucked up."
1: Or it's it's his shorthand and it doesn't make sense to anyone else. And then he did the drawings to be like, "This is what I'm talking about."
0: Right, that was my second one is that it's the some sort of Latin shorthand which like makes sense to me because it's written left to right. Right but also that's still consistent with a European going and traveling and writing mm-hmm. these other languages. Cause he wouldn't have known that it's a right to left for those. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So I think those are the two top things aside from aliens, or maybe I will he say it thought is really cool was, to look at.
1: Sorry. I was just thinking that maybe he thought that it was left to right. So that's the way he wrote it, but it was actually supposed to be right to left. And he just didn't know that.
0: That's what I mean. Oh, those are (laughs) exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, like, yeah, I think that basically those are our our two contenders. And I think that it's... This thing is, like, shrouded in mystery and people love things that are unsolved and can't be explained and strange writings and everything else. But let us remember... We couldn't read, like, hieroglyphs and shit, and then we found the Rosetta Stone and all of that. So Mm -hmm. eventually, Mm -hmm. I think this thing will be solved. What's interesting to me is that you've got some of the world's top, like, cryptologists working on this. And they can't get it.
1: They must be very upset.
0: Yeah, they're probably fucking... I would be pissed. I'd be like, you know what? You would definitely be be pissed. I would be so pissed. I would, like, slowly lose my mind. And, like, soon they would, like, walk into my office and the walls would be covered in, like, Yeah, I can see <laughs> that happening. And shit. Um, you have those and stars love, everywhere. <laughs> exactly. I love breaking codes. I love this type of thing. And that's why it interests me so much. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, to the listeners do yourself a favor and like look up the pages the writing and the and the drawings and stuff because you'll see why people make like kind of a big deal out of this because it is kind of strange and eerie and a little creepy some of the it's very and creepy stuff and you can also kind of see why people might be like aliens because it kind of does like i mean some of the stuff that's drawn in there it's like either this guy just really fucking sucked at art or like <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean i will
1: say that even looking at like very cursory images on google i was like what the fuck am i looking at like it's, it's weird it's, it's very like bizarre and lots of green you feel,
0: there's a lot of green you feel like you're like on acid while you're looking at it i feel like yeah. some have argued that the whole biological section is like actually a, a rudimentary guide to women's health and it's actually about like childbirth and stuff um huh.
1: he did have a lot of women still, on the pages
0: l- a lot of women. I think there's like some babies in there at some point. Like it's it's creepy and weird looking. It's very like, creepy. I think that by looking at the images and stuff, you can see that it's some sort of scientific text. You just don't yeah. know what the fuck this dude was getting at, right? And also, like, back me up, people. If you agree that the writing looks like it could be like elvish or something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: comment on social media or some shit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Also, if you have never seen Elvish, watch a Lord of the Rings movie. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, and also, just remember while you're watching it that Frodo fucking sucks. He's the (laughs) biggest loser in the history of the universe. He's not special. He's not- oh my god, he is the farthest fucking thing from special. Just because he can
1: carry the ring doesn't mean he's special.
0: Sam could have done it 25 times better and 25 times faster.
1: That's right. And Frodo was still susceptible to the ring. Because he put it on a bunch of times even though he was told by fucking Gandalf that he shouldn't.
0: I cannot express to you the level of bitch that Frodo resides at. He's just, like, such a bitch. I like, fucking just... love how much you
1: hate Frodo.
0: God, I hate... Like, the level that I hate Frodo is equal to the level that I hate Dakota Fanning. And you know how much oh. I despise Dakota Fanning. That's that's
1: up there. I like that one's like... a fictional character and one's a real person. <laughs>
0: I know, and the problem is, is like I don't even have a reason for really hating Dakota Fanning. I'm just like, I, I like, I'm not impressed. But Frodo, I have a reason to hate because he's he just a bitch. fucking sucks so hard. Yeah, he's the worst. He's the he's the actual Frodo worst. is such a bitch. Everyone knows anyway, that's that Samwise
1: Gamgee is the real hero of those stories.
0: Yeah, for sure. The real MVP. Plus Sean Astin is like, Ugh. I love him. That sweet angel. He is. Anyway, everybody, that's the Voynich Manuscript, a very strange book full of very strange things that nobody can read.
1: That's right. And speaking of strange things that people don't understand.
0: I'm so excited.
1: I'm going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones.
0: Tell me. I don't know what
1: they are. They are sometimes referred to as the American Stonehenge, which I didn't know.
0: Spooky.
1: It was a granite monument built in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So it's a set of 10 guidelines inscribed on a structure in eight modern languages, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts. Weird. Yes. And then there's... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So we have one slab in the center, and then four arranged around it, and a capstone atop the slabs. So you got... Okay. One in the center, four so around. It looks like a big wheel it.
0: from up top. Big time.
1: And then just one okay. guy laying flat on top. There's okay. an additional stone tablet, which is set in the ground a short distance to the west of the structure, which provides some notes on the history and the purpose of the guide stones.
0: Oh. Well, that's helpful. Well, it doesn't
1: explain a lot. Okay. And it's noted that the caps, well, the, the whole thing, the capstones and everything, are astronomically aligned so here's some history in June 1979 a man under the pseudonym Robert C. Christian of course approached the Elbert Granite Finishing Company on behalf of a small group of loyal Americans that's a quote and commissioned the structure which I don't know what the fuck that means
0: well that all sounds like um, the Freemasons
1: big time So, Christian explained that the stones would function as a compass, a calendar, and a clock, and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events.
0: We love a multi-purpose device. Don't we
1: just? Joe Fendley of Elbert Granite, much like your your pal, Lisa, assumed that Mm. Christian was a, quote, nut, and attempted to discourage him by giving him a quote several times (laughs) higher than any project the company had taken. Christian accepted the quote. <laughs> so basically, this guy was like, "Fuck I'll you, man." Your
0: quote and pay it. And
1: he's like, "I'm gonna charge you out the fucking ass." And Christian was like, "Word."
0: <laughs> Little Bobby Christian was like, "Money's not an object."
1: <laughs> right. So, when arranging payment, he explained that he represented a group which had been planning the guidestones for twenty years and which intended to remain anonymous.
0: Freemasons. Well, so. he Aliens.
1: Per- he, aliens. He purchased the five-acre land from farm owner Wayne Mullinex on October the oh. 1st, 1979. Spooky.
0: 1979? That's so recent. Okay. Yeah.
1: Ensuring yeah. that Mullinex and his children were given lifetime cattle grazing rights on the Guidestone site. Sweet. So he's just like, yeah, your cows can hang out there. The monument was unveiled on March 22nd, 1980, before an audience of 100 to 400 people. So people were like, okay.
0: This seems cool. Yeah,
1: whatever. Christian later transferred the ownership of the land and the Guidestones to Elbert County. Okay. I'm going to talk about the inscriptions. So there are eight different languages, one language on each of the four large upright stones. Moving clockwise around the structure from due north, these languages are English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian.
0: All the necessities. All over the map. (laughs) Yeah, we are all over the map. The
1: capstone, which is the guy lying across, is inscribed in the alphabets of early human civilizations. Egyptian hieroglyphics, Babylonian cuneiform, Sanskrit, and classical Greek. Now here's my question. Who fact-checked that those were right?
0: <laughs> yeah, who did? I mean, cuneiform is pretty easy to identify. Hieroglyphics, yeah. I don't know anything about anything else.
1: Sanskrit and classical Greek? Like, who's
0: double-checking this? I don't know. I mean, I, some scholar somewhere. So, <laughs> theoretically,
1: he, here are the, the inscriptions. There's ten rules. Well, ten, whatever they're fucking called. Ten guidelines. Thank you so much. God damn it all the hell. Ten rules. Ten guidelines. Ten rules. Number one, maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature.
0: Oh god. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Guide two.
1: Guide two. Mm -hmm, Two. mm -hmm. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Mm -hmm, Three. mm -hmm. Unite humanity with a living new language. 4. Okay. Rule passion, faith, tradition and all things with tempered reason. Hmm. 5. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay. 6. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Okay. Seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Okay. Can we apply that to today, please? Thank you so much.
0: Some of these don't sound too terrible. Right? Eight. Yeah.
1: Balance personal rights with social duties. Okay. Nine, Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Not sure what the infinite is,
0: but... That sounds very Greek philosophical. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And ten, this, I like this one. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature.
0: That's cool. In other words, don't destroy the fucking devil's tree. Thank you so much.
1: Now, the explanatory tablet that sat west of the structure identifies the structure and the language, languages used on it, lists various facts about the size, weight, and astronomical features of the stones, the date it was installed, and the sponsors of the project. It also okay. speaks of a this is the fucking weirdest part. It also speaks of a time capsule buried underneath the tablet, but the spaces on the stone that are reserved for filling in the dates of when it is to be opened and where like when they buried it are blank. What? So if oh. it it's uncertain if the time capsule was actually put in place.
0: Well, that's easy to figure out dig it they up have devices yeah they have well yeah and if you don't want to dig it up like without reason they have devices like archaeologists use it all the time you can send waves down and see if it yeah. hits on anything
1: send an old guy with a thing at the beach
0: <laughs> why not give him something cool to do <laughs> that's right
1: see so if a fucking tablet down there so what i thought was interesting like,
0: why are we not digging this up yeah yeah
1: is the tablet is somewhat inconsistent with respect to punctuation and misspells the word pseudonym, which, Jesus. in fairness, hard word to spell.
0: It is a hard word to spell. But also, if you're this, like, just walk with me. If this is, like, an all-knowing... Because <laughs> in my mind, this is how they are. This is, like, an all-knowing secret society type of deal, oh, right? Aliens. And they're laying down all of these definitely aliens, mm-hmm. but also... Mm-hmm possibly Freemasons or Illuminati or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are this all-knowing all-powerful group writing down these very smart mm-hmm. and, you know, suggestive things in order to basically go forth and have a prosperous future theoretically. Theoretically. Would you not know how to spell pseudonym and would you not, I don't know, go back to the guys that you paid all this money for and be like You fucked up. Can you fix that? And here's my question.
1: If they're writing this in Georgia, in the state of Georgia, in America, where our primary language is English, if you're misspelling words in English and you wrote shit in all those old languages, you fucked something else up.
0: You know you done fucked up in another language. There's something wrong. You're probably insulting somebody in a very high way in another language. They're pissed. Yeah, somebody's pissed somewhere.
1: So, at the top of the table is written the Georgia Guidelines Center Cluster, which I think cluster is a weird word to use there.
0: That is. Center
1: Cluster erected March 22nd, 1980. Then there's a square, like an outline of a square, and inside is written... Let these guide. Let these be guide stones to an age of reason.
0: Mm -hmm. This is very enlightenment. And
1: outside of the square are the ancient languages that are on the capstone. So I guess they're like, hey, by the way, at the top, like around it, yeah, right. But they're like, but don't spell check us.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just trust us on this. Right, please,
1: please. Even though we can't spell pseudonym, please just trust us. So here's some the astronomical shit that I think is kind of interesting. The center column. Has a, there it yep. is. The center column has a slot through which the transit of the sun throughout the seasons can be observed, while okay. a hole higher up focuses on Polaris, or the North Star. Okay. Another hole in the capstone focuses a beam of sunlight onto the central pillar at noon. Huh. So they can okay. tell done. Right. Those features would allow the survivors of Christians... Well, this is a theory. But they're saying those features would allow the people who are going towards the age of reason to reproduce the three basic tools of civilization, the calendar, the clock, and the compass.
0: Hmm. Okay, so this is like a post-apocalyptic guide.
1: Bingo. That's what they're thinking. Right. So I'm going to get into the defacement of this thing, which is interesting, and then the theories behind it. All right, but can
0: we just real fast, can we, like, make a pact that if the world comes to an end, we road trip over to this thing and just get this get this party started? Hell yeah. All right, cool, cool. Anybody who wants to come, you're welcome to come, but don't be an asshole, otherwise you're kicked out. That's
1: right, and we will throw you out of the car.
0: <laughs> we will. We will. You're out of a moving car, specifically. <laughs>
1: you better tuck and roll, bitch.
0: That's it alright lay it on me so
1: in 2008 the stones were defaced with polyurethane paint and graffiti with slogans such as quote death to the new world order okay yep quote the elite wants 80% of us dead okay quote Jesus will prevail that one's my favorite
0: there it is yep okay a
1: magazine called the defacement quote the first serious act of vandalism in the Guidestones history unquote so that was in two thousand eight, and they were erected in nineteen eighty. So okay, they, so they've
0: they been a lot around.
1: I mean, they went kind of a long time without being defaced, but also like they they're, I mean, they're pretty new.
0: Yeah, they're. I mean, these things are not like hundreds of years old. No. So they're like thirty. <sighs> Wait, nineteen eighty. Oh my god, I I can't do like math. they They're almost like forty years old. God
1: hmm we're almost oh, in God. 2020 which by the way my favorite joke that anyone has made about getting into 2020 is they're like catch me out here calling people old sport and dying in pools and shit <laughs> <laughs> they're like we, we out here throwing parties for no reason
0: oh i mean like for me like the, the turn of the century was yesterday but it was like 20 years ago
1: yeah man we old shit
0: Like that Y2K bug and everything. Oh my God.
1: What a time.
0: What a time.
1: So, in September 2014, an employee of the Elbert County Maintenance Department contacted the Federal Bureau of Investigation, aka the FBI. Excellent. When the stones were vandalized with graffiti, including the phrase, I am Isis, goddess of love. That's what you're calling the FBI about, bro? Oh my God. So, here are some theories we're going to get into some crazy ones before we hit what I think is a pretty good one. So some some religious zealots and conspiracy theorists believe they should be torn down due to being blueprints for the new world order. Which I don't know what the fuck that means. But they think that, you know, whatever. Conspiracy Christian theorists believe the Rosicrucian Society, an alleged European satanic Gnostic society originating in the 1600s, were responsible for the Georgia Guidestones, and that their aims were to leak these satanic ideas written on the Guidestones into mainstream society, with the intent to kill 80% of the world's population.
0: Speaking of Satan, I follow <laughs> Satan on Twitter.
1: He's funny, man. <laughs> he is. I don't know who's running that account, but they're fucking funny.
0: But they're crushing it.
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite thing is there was an article, it, it said like, oh, Satan did this, and he retweets it, he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and the last one that I found that I think is interesting is a popular opinion is that it is mysterious instructions for the post-apocalypse as they were written in 1979 in the height of the Cold War, perhaps intended for the survivors of a nuclear World War III. Three. Three. Mm-hmm. Did you hear my voice crack? The the engraved suggestion to keep humanity's population below 500 million could have been made under the assumption that the war had already reduced humanity below this number.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That makes sense to me.
1: And especially because if you consider the time that it was written, like, they didn't know what the fuck was going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Cold War... I mean, that was just, like, fear left and right for a lot of people.
1: Right. Like, pe- they, they literally had no idea what was going to happen to them at any given time. Marks.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that totally, yeah, given the time period and everything else, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: Like, they had no idea if someone on either country, Russia or us, was going to hit the button and right. that was going to be it for us.
0: Yep. That's it. So, I that feel one... like that's
1: the most realistic one.
0: Yeah, the whole thing reeks of... Well, I mean, I said it before you even got to it, post-apocalyptic right. guideline type of thing. Yeah, it like, definitely. And then given, yeah, you're right, the, I didn't even connect the dots with the Cold War at first, but you're, yeah. And I think that's interesting totally. because
1: it's in this country, which was, mm-hmm. it was us basically against Russia. Somebody can be like, it yeah, actually it was... was a lot of people. Uh, okay, but come on.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. But basically... <laughs> you know those people first of all shut up and second of all shut up also i'm not good uh, at history so fuck off (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think that's the one but i mean do we have any do we have any like other like are there any like conspiracy weird ones well it's a lot of like the christian ones yeah it's
1: a lot of like religious and conspiracy theorists saying that that people want like their basic why they're really upset is they think because of the number because they say maintain humanity under 500 million people are like they're trying to wipe us out like no if you look no, at it through the we've lens of the, been
0: wiped out right
1: if you look at it through the lens of the cold war they were figuring like mm-hmm. shit and they say in perpetual balance with nature so they're saying whatever has already happened Mm-hmm. And I think if you look right. back at it, like, be not a cancer on the earth, it a lot of it makes sense in context of if there had been a nuclear war.
0: Yeah, a lot of it is like a uh, don't outgrow your resources type of deal. Yeah,
1: and it's, yeah. it's a lot about, I love avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's my favorite
0: fucking one. Big fan. Big fan of that one. Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know,
1: it's like a Bible for... Kind of. starting fresh yeah yeah yeah
0: that's really cool it's and that's the georgia guidestones shit do you think there's ghosts around there for sure guys if you want us to road trip to the georgia guidestones
1: <laughs> and i think it's interesting yeah. that i never knew about these
0: i didn't either and i mean this is kind of like a like a I mean a pretty significant thing to not know about
1: i agree it's our american yeah. stonehenge made in the 1980s <laughs>
0: love the 80s yeah. yeah what a time the the 1980s dudes were like stonehenge but make it better <laughs>
1: they were like stonehenge but make it crazy
0: <laughs> but make it 80s they're yeah. like but write wow. shit
1: on it instead of just lining up these rocks in specific places <laughs>
0: right exactly alright guys well let us know your theories do you think it's a post oh. oops post apocalyptic guide do you think the Voynich manuscript was written by aliens
1: do you think they both came from aliens do, do you, you think believe aliens in aliens are doing all
0: of this if you don't believe in aliens get off oh my god don't get me fucking started just kidding. Also, Everybody's welcome here except for people who don't believe in aliens. If
1: you're new to the <laughs> podcast and you haven't gathered this by now, Cassie fucking loves <laughs> aliens.
0: I feel so strong. you know what, people who are listening to this are probably just gonna like picture me and like that I have this like dark room with like those glow stars all over the place and like little alien cutouts and shit. Either and that or you're in a tinfoil hat. They're a hundred percent right.
1: No <laughs> I can't even see her right now on FaceTime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you That's just see the scars. The stars. The scars. Jesus. Both. Both. It. <laughs> All she can see is the light reflecting off my tin foil hat. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, brace yourselves. We've got a lot of cool things coming up. You yeah. know, a lot of really cool ideas headed your way, I think. Um, definitely it's going to be about aliens. That's going to be a hell of a podcast. Oh, God. Definitely aliens. Um, I'd love to talk about Atlantis at some point. Oh, God. Uh, we got we got a big point in favor uh of that on instagram and uh oh somebody commented that they like to obliterate their marshmallows like i do savages i remember when we were drunk yeah savages so, y'all are savages no brilliant is what we're doing <laughs> it's, it's called brilliance I, it,
1: wait do you remember that commercial with the two guys with the mustache where like, brilliant that's what i just thought of <laughs> yeah by the oh way if God. you didn't get the tinfoil hat reference it's from signs get off
0: oh okay and also if you haven't
1: seen signs maybe watch signs and then we'll because we're definitely going to talk about that shit on our fucking alien podcast
0: uh you know what we should drunk watch signs and then talk about it.
1: Hol- and then talk about aliens holy shit. Oh oh you guys are God. welcome we just thought of something extra fun live
0: Was a hell of a brainstorm session.
1: And that's usually <laughs> well, how our brainstorms go, actually.
0: Yeah. This would be cool. Yeah, man. That's it. And then we do it. <laughs> Every time. But if you have other ideas or other topics you'd love for us to discuss, feel free to e- um yeah, email us. I was gonna say Gmail us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Gmail us. Why not? And um like I said, we had somebody write in recently with an idea and I think we'll probably cover that sometime soon. And Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm gonna see you again in a couple days because we're gonna record another episode. That's exciting! Right. Exciting! Very exciting! And um, yeah, everybody. Until next time, stay
1: strange. Woo! <laughs>